Okay, we're uh, we're rolling here. It's January 27, 2023, and it's uh, it's a big day for us. I'm Blom, um, a physician out of Texas, a hospital physician. And with me is my esteemed colleague. My name is Sean. I'm a Texas attorney, primarily practicing criminal defense. And we have been talking about uh, doing a podcast for quite some time I, I don't know how popular it is with the kids but uh we're gonna we're gonna hit the floor running let me pull up our show notes here i, I sent sean a uh 800 page powerpoint i got an espresso machine i got an espresso machine and then immediately went into powerpoint mode and uh i don't i don't apologize for being thorough i <laughs> said so you got these show notes out of fiverr you know where you pay five bucks and they just put something together for you and you run with it? I got a, I have word of the day toilet paper and I have this day in history toilet paper. So between those two, I'm very I'm very well informed about what's going on. I guess we should let all the uh, followers and listeners know that we are drinking during this podcast. So, so many followers. I'm drinking a domestic... Beer, Miller Lite, Triple Hops brewed. It's fantastic. Oh, triple Hops. Did you get, did you get that? Uh, did you get that trapeze? That Miller Lite trapeze. Mm-hmm. I you, am going. What are you sipping on, Doctor Dave? Super, super uh, uh, obscure beer called Shiner. Uh, it's one of my one of my go tos. One thing uh, you'll learn pretty quickly through this is that uh, I'm an amber beer guy. I formerly a, a Heffenweizen guy, and I burnt out on those many moons ago. Landed on Ambers, and uh, that's what I'm sticking with. The other thing, beer-wise for me, is that I will I will land on a beer or two, typically for about a year or so, and then once I burn out on them, then I, I almost never go back. Uh, the Shiner is unusual for me that I go back to it, because obviously it was a college beer. Uh, but it's a it's a safe bet, especially in this day and age, getting harder and harder to find amber beers. My go-to ambers uh, these days, uh, Shiner and uh, and Sammy, good old uh, Sam Adams. So those are those are good and findable. That's a big thing. You'd be surprised. Uh, Walmart, everybody's all that's about al- aluminium Adams. for our. And what's interesting across the, that the lake, none the, of our listeners knew before because we didn't have a podcast before today. Is Doctor Dave drinks his beers a little unique? Uh, the blood. I like a cold. I like a cold glass. I'm I'm a fancy fancy pants. I am. I will say I am anti can, anti aluminum, but I that's for any any drink. Uh, I like a cold glass and also. Uh, this is something that I'll, I'll get shit about forever. I stir my beers. If you ever get like a tap beer, uh, cold glass, and then you just stir it a little bit, it foams up and it like foams over. And uh, that is the only bad part about beer is is what? Uh, the bloat. The bloat. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Everything else is great. Makes you a, makes you a better dancer. And, uh, you know, you don't like society, you get a couple beers in you, you love society. So it's just the bloat. So you just you stir your beer and uh, you see it foam up. All of that foam, that's that's the bloat that was going to sit in you and, and make you miserable. And so uh, I don't get uh, I don't get bloat. Uh, cold, cold glass, stir your beers, you'll thank me. <laughs> Medical so, talk from Dr. Blob. I guess I we're going to have to add a, a, add a beer science segment. Find that. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, ultimately, I see I see huge sponsorships from the from uh, multiple, you know, uh, Shiner <laughs> people and the the Miller people throwing. You know, we're gonna be like the the bill of the ball as far as beer goes. Just throwing thousands of dollars at us. Rolling it, I'll settle. I'll settle on you know uh, a free case once a year if that's if, maybe a T-shirt. Well, let's hit our first uh, topic after the beer talk here. Current events. What do you got for the world, Dr. Blom? So I saw the thing today uh, in Memphis. Uh, so I'm going to defer to my attorney friend here. There was um, uh, a bunch of five cops that killed. Uh, so it's five black cops. Uh, and they killed a black guy. Uh, and kidnapped him. I don't know all the details because I was just I was just checking in earlier today. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen too much on it. I guess the video is supposed to be getting released sometime today. I don't think it's come out yet, but uh, I guess we'll know more of what happened. I think from what I read, it was uh, maybe a traffic stop, and then he took off running, and then five police officers ended up uh, beating him to death. Yeah, I think they're going. They're going to go for a kidnapping charge on top of that. Supposedly, did you see that? I did not. Yeah, I think that that's that might be in the fix. Uh, one thing that uh, I think our huge cadre of fans will find out is just my baseline disdain for regular media, uh, because in on anything at all, you can just flip back and forth between what is Fox doing. What is uh, MSNBC doing? I don't even know if CNN can be considered middle of the road anymore. I think, <laughs> I think, I think Trump inadvertently polarized a lot of people. That all of the networks were like, "We hate Trump," and then Fox is like, "Yeah, he's not so bad." So any any coverage of anything whatsoever has that you know, ridiculous slant. And I and I want to say, like, I'm not a, a fanboy of any particular. I'm constantly looking for like who gives me the least amount of BS on my news. Because we want to know what's going on, but um, they're all horrible. Let me let me say that I'm not like I'm not I'm not a crazy fanboy on any of them. Maybe once upon a time, you know, in your younger days, you're like maybe NPR is getting it done, and then after a while, you, you can only tolerate so much uh, that they, so they all have their own slant, and I feel like they all have something to sell. Uh, well, so while we're waiting on that video, there was a video released today of Paul Pelosi being attacked in his home. Yeah, that's the one. I think that's going to be the the media darling for a while. And uh, they took forever to release that. I don't know what the uh, what the hold up. They had to like edit edit out. Like there was more than one guy with a hammer. They had they had to like Photoshop them out. I couldn't tell. I mean, I, you could definitely see him strike him with something, and it looked like he was holding a drink or a beer or something in his hand. Yeah. So there's a lot of conjecture online about. <laughs> yeah. He had a hammer in one hand and a Coors Light in the other. (laughs) Why, when the police, you know, are responding to the house, they get to the door, this guy's holding it in his hand, they don't rush in? Yeah, so those were, those were number one, those were cops. And number two, um, I have to assume at least one of them had a gun drawn. This guy's brandishing a hammer and uh, no... Or maybe a taser? Something? At At least a taser. But he's got a hammer and he's right next to Pelosi's husband. That's the Pelosi's husband is the one they hit on the video, right? Yes, that's my understanding. 
he wasn't like just hitting other people but so they gave him a warning hey buddy put down the hammer and then he and then he smashed uh he smashed pelosi's i don't know 80 year old husband he's up there so i i guess we'll see uh how that turns out yeah how much red tape is it to get a body camp which i assume it's it's more when it's a public figure like that like just regular plain jane body footage i'm gonna say turnover is a day or so but I can tell you it can be a little difficult, especially here in Texas, because even if as an attorney we see something that looks questionable on a body cam video, we cannot just if if that video came from the state, so from the DA's office, we cannot just go and turn that over to our defendant, to the media, to anybody. We have to get a court order to release it. But the media can go do an open records request to DDA's office and try to request that for public viewing. Yeah, so two things is one is I'm going to assume there's some some red tape, like obviously we need to worry about the political fallout on this. And, and on top of that, this is California that we're talking about. So God only knows how many uh, hurdles they put up in terms of PR. But then the other thing is you always concerned about just somebody leaking it. I guess in the old days that people would go to cops for the official story and they would say, oh, we can't say anything because it's it's a it's a ongoing investigation. But eventually that there would be like, a, you know, New York Times or whatever would be like, here's five, here's five thousand dollars. How did Elvis die? And they would say <laughs> on the to on the toilet. We want the scoop. And then that would be it. <laughs> well, um. I guess that kind of covers the top news of the day. Uh, I did write in this next section. We're in Texas, so we're big Second Amendment supporters. And we're going to get into a little gun talk since uh, Dr. Blom here recently purchased a new firearm. Is that right? Oh, I'm so excited. It's God, God bless the Second Amendment. God bless America. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't want to brag. Uh, I picked myself up uh, an M2. And I originally, because... Uh, and who makes that? M M2 is Benelli. Okay. Uh, very uh, strongly recommended Italian firearm maker. Uh, the I originally stepped in for the M4 uh, and uh, came highly recommended. Uh, apparently uh, big with Marines, big with entry, uh, law enforcement, all of that. I just went with the M2. It was a little bit lighter. And plus, for me, it's a starter. It's a starter shotgun, so uh, hogs and home protection. That's what I'm going for right now. And you know, I like to get some skeet. So I'm very nuts and bolts. Less is more. The guy, the guy, kind of sold me on. It's a pain in the neck to take apart the M4 to get the any kind of custom this and that. And I said, Nah, I don't want to deal with all that. So that's why I went with the M2 because I'm not very smart. So. <laughs> uh, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to spend a week with the manual, and then uh, and, and be mad at the world. So, uh, have not taken it out yet. Very excited to take it out. Obviously, I text every single person that I know, like that has access to an outdoor range or whatever. So that'll be my that'll be my big push going forward. I need to make friends with people that have a good chunk of land and or a real range. That's, mm. that's it. Yeah. Well, I guess if this podcast takes off, maybe we'll just buy our own range. So many. I see. You know what? I think I'll, I'll have one yacht that'll be like the SS Shiner, and then I'll have another another yacht, the SS Benelli, 
And, uh, you know, I think... Yeah, shout so out to Benelli. Maybe we can get them as a sponsor. I think I'm really... I'm 99% sure that I can get Shiner to pay for um, pay for my kids' uh, college. It's just they'll put... I, I know I put the Shiner family through college many, many times. That's the least they can do. <laughs> can, can give a little back to the community. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You know, it's, it could probably be a tax write-off. So uh, another thing I want to I want to get into is uh, I had no idea uh, we're we're both uh, I wouldn't say middle aged men I'd say we're we're young young men on the go uh, I didn't know today was such a huge day in history we're both history fans we we love World War II Vietnam you name it well we say I I'm gonna confess I don't know a lot about world history uh, but uh, U.S. history I think something happens to a man. When you hit like 25, 30, maybe 35, that you're like, I got to know more about World War II. I got to know more about Civil War, Vietnam. You kind of hit all the all the high points, right? You feel like that's fair? I'd say fair. I actually uh, got quite a bit into Vietnam War history listening to you know Jocko podcast with uh, John Stryker Meyer, who was a Mac V SOG operator, uh, kind of under the radar running special operations outside of Vietnam. And none of this was disclosed until about 20 years after, because uh, they were all sworn to secrecy and he's written multiple books about it. So have other Mac V SOG operators and uh, very interesting. Although ultimately we didn't win the war. We just pulled out and entered a peace accord. How uh, how old were you the first time you saw Platoon? Do you think Platoon is your go-to Vietnam movie? Uh, Platoon or Apocalypse Now? Okay. Yeah, I don't think I have the patience for... I know what they were going for in Apocalypse Now. They they, they just, you know, they wanted to make it too artsy-fartsy. Platoon was such a, like, monumental thing because Oliver Stone went to Nam. He was, mm. like, the real deal. And then, so when he made the movie, he put those actors through hell. And, uh, you know, he was there. So I don't, I'm going to guess Scorsese didn't go to Nam. Who knows? <laughs> Everybody but, was getting drafted, right? So I don't, <laughs> Scorsese's like 80. So he might have, he might have been in like World War One. Uh, he, he hates Marvel. So I have my own issues with Scorsese. I love him for Godfather. I get it. But I so I saw Platoon maybe high school, and then I'm very I'm very rabbit holeish. Like sometimes you'll give me a seed of anything. Like uh, like if I was you know when I was fourteen, it's like you know uh, the government killed JFK. I'm like what? And then there you go. There's a rabbit hole for like a month that I'll go down. So <laughs> Platoon was like that for me. So my my Vietnam foray was uh, Richard Marquinko or Marcinko. He was founder of SEAL Team Six. And so his first book was uh, nonfiction, and he said that he got in trouble for doing that. And then so all the books afterwards were fiction. Uh, and um, for high school years, a little bit into college, for that time I read at least three or four of them. But the first one was was really the big one. So uh, SEAL Team Six founder guy, really just knowledgeable. You get an idea that these guys are, they're like brain surgeons they're like a neurosurgeon when it comes to tactical consideration everything that you would never think of like a boots i remember he had like 
half a chapter on the Viet Cong were using uh, tires. Like basically, like the rubber tires got them through that horrible muck and the U.S. soldiers weren't figuring that out. So, you know, one big thing is just basic footwear. Sorry, the dog's going crazy. We'll, we'll edit that Sorry. part out. No worries. Um, so this day in history, today is recognized mm. as the International Holocaust Remembrance Day. As on January 27th, 1945, the Auschwitz concentration camp in Poland was basically freed by the Red Army, the Russians. By the, the Soviets. Thank you. Thank you, Russia. Yeah. Shabbat Shalom. By the way, it's Friday. So, uh, Shabbat Shalom to, uh, not 2023 Russia, but probably I'm going to go with 1945 Russia. Uh, here's what else I didn't know until you text me and you're like, let's look at history stuff so that we look smart. Uh, 1967, Apollo 1, three astronauts died. Big, big day for war history today. You got a, you got a a break in over there? What's going on? (laughs) I guess so. Hey guys, uh, so we, we can pause this part. I'll edit all of it yeah. out. It's fine. Uh, We're talking about U.S. history, but don't worry, I can edit all this part of the conversation out. You're jacking off in there together? Yeah. <laughs> you we, hear? Are, we, we are talking about fashion and... Um, <laughs> Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Like, what is going on with Grey's Anatomy? Oh my God! Can it can it get any better? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know January twenty seven. Listen for just for all the war buffs out there, Auschwitz freed by the Soviets. Right? Thank you, Soviets. Paris Peace Accords, nineteen seventy three, ending Vietnam. Uh, nineteen fifty one. The Vietnam War. Today. Yes. Not ending Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam ceased to exist. They, they, they just called it like New 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 York. <laughs> new 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 York. That's what they call the, the country formerly known as Vietnam, and it's just a McDonald's symbol. <laughs> uh, January 27, 1973, Paris Peace Accords, 1951. First atom bomb exploded in New York. Uh, Nevada, Nevada. Like uh, New York. <laughs> 1962, Lincoln got pissed off and finally gave the order, hey, Army, activate. We're doing the Civil War. They dragged their feet. I mean, back then, you know, it took like a month to get a telegram and a pigeon, a pigeon carrier to get the news. But on January 27, 19... 19- 1862 Lincoln said we're doing the Civil War thing everyone go and uh, finally 1943 on this day in history uh, US bombed Germany for the first time so the US was basically like hey uh, we're gonna get to Japan don't you worry but uh, 1943 we're going big uh, big historical day for uh, for war and then just a side note uh, Thomas Edison uh, patented the uh, incandescent lamp, so that's a tie-in that you know he probably stole that because he stole a lot of stuff. So he did the lamp in 1880, and then flash forward 1951, 
first atomic bomb. That's pretty good for humankind to go from lamp to atomic bomb in that yeah. short amount of time. You know, something else that I saw here in 1967, the Outer Space Treaty uh, was signed by 60 countries of the world, which banned placing nuclear weapons or any other weapon of mass destruction in orbit of Earth. That was 1967? Yeah, so I guess oh, we're... Oh, wow, because 1967 was the Apollo 1 disaster when the three astronauts burned to death in uh, Florida. Maybe that's when they were trying so, to take the nuclear bomb up into orbit. On the same day that the guys died, they said, hey, we're not going to do nuclear war in space, everybody. And America was like, absolutely not. Snicker, wink, 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 snicker, snicker. <laughs> Although <laughs> that begs the question, how did that movie Armageddon exist? Right. They didn't, yeah, I mean, they didn't read the treaty? I mean, I'm sure they have you know a team a team of uh super lawyers for loopholes and uh typically what you would do i'm gonna guess and uh maybe you should you should uh sort of reference your lawyer powers you just gotta call it something else right you could be like well these aren't nuclear weapons these are nuclear opportunities right <laughs> so we're not you just have to take one thing and call it another thing and then there's your legal loophole All i'm right. guessing that sounds yeah. like it. I, uh, I I also want to throw out there, like speaking of lawyers, that we both live in Texas. I am uh, I am fairly addicted to all things. We have a we have a someone named Jim Adler who is the Texas Hammer, and my understanding is he's one of the first guys that basically put out these ads. In the olden days, like a lawyer couldn't put out ads and be like, "I'm the Texas Hammer. I'm gonna bring down justice." It was you know, law was considered a very um, uh, fancy pursuits, for lack of a better word. And so sometime back in the day, they started doing these uh, kind of not really infomercials, but definitely like a used car salesman kind, kind of vibe to it. Right? Yeah. You know, down there in Austin, I remember when I was visiting my sister when she was going to the University of Texas, there would be signs for some like rock and roll lawyer. Oh yeah, he's around for sure. Yeah, he has uh he has dreads. Let yeah. me just say, let me let me just say this uh, as like a PSA. Uh, if you're a white dude, you shouldn't have dreads. I'm just gonna say that flat out. I don't care. Like, sit, get 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 mad. I don't think that white dudes should have dreads. It's not it's not nice. I don't know what you're going for, but also he's an attorney. He has to go to court, and he he uh, has a ban. Of some type, I cannot remember this guy's name. And Let so me he's Google just, it here. Yeah, da the, David the, Comey. Oh uh, yeah, he has billboards. He used to have billboards around town. I don't know if he's still doing that or not. But um, yeah, you know, if you ever get in trouble with the law and you're like, I need a lawyer, and then a white dude shows up with dreads and he's like, Ah, I played a gig last night. You might not be the most excited person in, in the history of excitement. <laughs> You, you might be looking for a clean-cut, you know, you want a good, clean-cut Texas Hammer guy. Oh, he calls himself Tough Smart Lawyer. By the way, bravo to Jim Adler for his, just for his marketing skills. I don't know about his attorney skills, but just in terms of marketing, I gotta say, man, hats, hats off to you. Because it's not like there's a bunch of, uh, uh, like, hey, come on down to Planned Parenthood, the Tough Smart abortion doctors. Like, no one's gonna do that. <laughs> 
Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever you're going for. So I gotta give, I gotta give it up for Jim Adler because his commercials are amazing. I think he has like he has a like an eagle in half of them, just so that you don't forget how much he loves America. He likes yeah, to stand just... on semi truck tractors <laughs> yeah. holding a sledgehammer. <laughs> but so the really, you know, I got a feel for his son because his son is part of the family business now. And it's either one of two things. Either the the kid, I don't know, maybe when he grew up, the uh, Jim Adler Sr. or whatever, he called him the mallet. Who knows? There's only two <laughs> There's only two options. The son grew up and he was like, I want to be like Papa. Uh, or he was just like completely on the other end and he was like, Broadway's where I'm going. And he couldn't He couldn't do it. He, could, he couldn't live out his dreams. He got sucked into the family text hammer business. And uh, he spends every day a shell of a man. Just, just, just think, like he just watches cats and cries. That's it. He's like, that's what I was supposed to do with my life. The ball peen hammer. <laughs> the Texas mallet. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, or he's just he's he's, pine, he's pining away. He's like, the old man can't live forever. That's right. We got another section. Um, which we can edit this out if we have nothing to review, but it says product review, and I guess the only um, products we have. I thought to we were gonna we were gonna we were gonna tackle uh, religion. I thought we were gonna solve solve all of that in like two minutes, like a like a hundred words. That's fine. Let's do products. Maybe we'll we'll put religion on the back burner. <laughs> no, it's not very it's not it's not very controversial. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I guess our most up-to-date products would be our podcasting equipment. Oh, man, so good. We definitely did not spend um, three days uh, yelling and screaming, uh, trying to figure out what hole on the computer to put what wire. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it only, need... only took us three hours to try to get the first podcast up and running. Yeah. I need I need tech support, you know, on uh, on speed dial on a regular basis just to... Uh, I'm still uh, I'm still trying to make a lateral move from my MySpace account. That's my computer knowledge. <laughs> Our website's solely going to be based on MySpace when this all launches. Yeah, I feel like uh, we can get Java JavaScript. I think they're going to be beating down our door for sure. <laughs> any any C plus plus any C C plus plus plus. Uh, those folk are gonna be, uh, yeah, they'll be, they'll be begging us. Maybe we'll get a listener. Def definitely, at least they'll be, uh, you know, I don't think there's so many people in prison that are just, uh, just sitting around doing nothing. They're gonna be like, ah, oh, these guys, these guys know what's going on. I feel also, I was thinking earlier today, like target audience, like who, like heart to heart at the end of the day. I feel like we're gonna hit it really big with um, older ladies that have like 40, ca 40 cats, 50 cats <laughs> for sure. Any of that, any of that crowd. Uh, any, any, anybody that owns, if you own more body glitter than you do um, actual uh, like hand soap, you're just like, I'm all set on body glitter, but I'm gonna buy more just in case. I feel like we're gonna hit it huge. Like, who do you think are, are our base demo is 
I feel like the, the insane insane cat lady, we're going to get all of them for sure. It's probably going to be something unique. We're going to have some like large population in Jakarta, Indonesia, for some reason. That's <laughs> <laughs> no idea what we're talking about. Just, I like these two guys. Right. I, I really encourage that. Um, and again, I want to stress that there is a happy area when it comes to conspiracies. Like, I love... Almost all conspiracies. Uh, I don't believe all of them. Let me stress that. Like, I love to hear about Bigfoot. Don't believe in Bigfoot. Love to hear about aliens. Totally believe in aliens. So there's certain things that, like, I believe and don't believe. But I also feel like, uh, you know, Alex Jones is really uh, shit the bed. And uh, he has been justifiably canceled and banned. He, he, he did a horrible thing with uh, Sandy Hook. But that being said, is there's reasonable conspiracy theory people out there that they kind of got left, you know, floundering and they don't have the Alex Void. I guess they probably, you know, went to some other conspiracy podcast. But I, I would I would I would think that eventually that they'll will have the reasonable people. I'm very, I'm very pro moderate, pro middle of the road, reasonable people, not the left has psycho people and the right has psycho people. And um, I, I like to hear from them about their crazy stuff because it can be <laughs> hilarious. It, it can be hilarious. It's a huge opportunity for hilarity either way. But also, uh, yeah, pro uh, pro moderate, reasonable people. So that's that's my hope. And uh, maybe we'll get one on the, the podcast. Uh, we'll have a conspiracy theorist guest, like a mo- like a moderate guy, moderate moderate person. I think that that's that's a reasonable take. So. I am. Uh, I expect a lot of phone calls, just love letters, from the crazy cat ladies of the world. I think we're gonna we're gonna strike a chord, connect with them. We'll have to and, get a, uh, get us a PO box so they can send all our mail to. Yeah, they'll send us like uh, like cat heads. Like I don't need Mr. Pickles anymore. You're you're my Mr. Pickles forever, forever. <laughs> just send you an urn of ashes. Let me let me tell you why on the on the on the subject of pets real fast that um we had to we had to put our dog down a few years ago and uh, that was sad that's a horrible thing i'm a dog guy by the way uh I do you still have your raccoon yeah so i i we do have a raccoon that she she swings by not every night but almost every night so i have uh we have inadvertently rescued a few raccoons because their mom's died or ran off or whatever and then you have these baby raccoons in your attic and so most recently during i think it was snow apocalypse for texas that uh there had been three and uh one of them i, I thought oh this guy's gonna make it and the the middle one i was like maybe and then the the runt i was like no way the runt made it the other ones died it took it took a bit of time anyway so she has uh befriended my dog and he hates all raccoons, and uh, I'm a dog guy from tried and true dog guy. So she swings by not every night, uh, gets some food, runs out into the woods, and and they might play for a while. So um, yeah, I don't know if like all the animal people are like, you shouldn't have done that, you shouldn't have saved that raccoon, or you know, but did raise it. Peter probably loves you for it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they'll they'll get over the fact that I uh, have a I have a I have one leather belt, and I have um I think I also have 
two freezers filled with dead animals and meat and uh, cow steak. So he, I don't... <laughs> he's got the last black rhino boots. <laughs> God, got some uh, condor eggs just uh, ready, ready to go. That's uh, I'm not going to apologize for uh, uh, condor eggs are probably cheaper than regular eggs, by the way. So yeah, I'm not going to apologize for trying to get the best protein, least amount of fats. That's my that's my area that I'm aiming for. You know, I wish I would have saved it. Uh, we're in a group chat, and one of the, our buddies had sent us a, a message regarding eggs. Uh, it was yesterday about the price of eggs. and Or no, it wasn't about the price of eggs. It was about like the negative medical effects of them. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what it's about. Like It's like every six months or whatever they're good for you they're bad for you whatever so uh yeah i don't get that i you know i have chickens is I, a conspiracy I, theory here that we're just gonna say they're bad to help reduce demand <laughs> so my two thoughts like my spider sense conspiracy sense tingling action is one is there's some bigger picture that that says well, i mean eggs are excellent source of protein some would say the best source of protein outside of like the whey protein that the bodybuilder guys do anyway it's still excellent and that somewhere in the process that the the illuminati lizard people or whoever they're saying no all the eggs are they're all filled with avian flu don't eat them so the population will have lower protein and then you have a weaker population and that's very easy to to manipulate you know we have all these people running around they're like we can report you don't need to eat eggs you can just eat uh soybeans and grass like no that's not the same everybody so <laughs> That that's my that's my conspiracy sense. Whenever there's this mass, and then I think we were joking about that that like the the guy that runs all the eggs, like the the egg, the Rothschild of eggs. Or I feel like I feel like as soon as I say Rothschild, I'm gonna get like all these laser CIA laser sniper beams all over my face. <laughs> I don't mean Rothschild. I'm sorry, Rothschilds. We all love you. Thank you for your banks, and, and so. The Illuminati lizard people that run all the eggs, that uh, they they you know they all have like a weekly card game or whatever. So they were there with the Illuminati oil guy and person, and then the Illuminati uh, war war person, and then some some dispute happened, and then they said, oh we'll we'll destroy you, Illuminati egg person, egg egg maybe guy, and so that's that's. That's a possibility that that's what happened. the The weekly card game for the Illuminati, egg and oil and banking people, just just went awry. Somebody had too much brandy or whatever. Somebody somebody drank too much baby blood that week. <laughs> yeah, I did see, uh, and I don't know if it's conspiracy theory or, because uh, I don't fact check these things, but uh, saying that the egg situation it was that hens weren't laying due to some particular type of feed. Like their pellets that they were getting weren't giving them the ability to lay eggs. You have yeah. chickens, right? No, my yeah, my chickens do great. I got a, I got all hens. Had to get rid of the roosters because the neighbors were pissed off. And um, I, I highly recommend getting. Were they laying hens, eggs? You know? Oh uh, yeah, they've been they've been rocking. If you want your if you want your hens, your we call them the girls. The girls stay happy. Give them scraps. Chickens love scraps. Probably I don't know maybe better than goats. But uh, they love any, there's no reason to throw away any food. If you have kids and your kids are always picky about, 
throwing away food. You give your scrap to the girls, to the hens, you will get yourself some beautiful eggs all the time. And so everyone's like, oh, avian flu or whatever. That was the last thing I heard is, I don't know if about the feed, but it was avian flu. And uh, by the way, avian flu, that also comes from China. So we should be sending them lots of thank you cards. Thanks for the COVID and the China, <laughs> the COVID and the, and the avian flu China. Uh, so, um, yeah, that was one of the last things I, I read about was that it was the reason why eggs were so insanely expensive is because, uh, avian flu. I highly recommend get, get some, get some, get some, uh, hens and get them scraps. You know, you gotta give them chicken feed also, unless you just have like an insane amount of scraps. You'll be happy. Delicious eggs all the time. I know you worked in the COVID unit during COVID as an emergency room doctor. You're still a traveling ER doc. Is that still where I keep hearing we're getting this other variant and what's going yeah, on? So with it? I, yeah, I am a hospital, hospital guy, hospital, hospital physician. We call us hospitalist. And uh, so I will take, basically, if you go to the emergency room, you're going to do uh, one of, uh, one of, three things. You're going to die in the emergency room, you're going to go home, or uh, or the emergency room physician is going to call myself or my team, and then uh, you'll get admitted. So uh, I am uh, from the from the medical service uh, for, in, for inpatients, all, the, all patients that get admitted to the uh, mm-hmm. hospital. And so, yeah, I was a frontline COVID person for, uh, from day one of COVID, still going now. And... Uh, I have not done a COVID death certificate probably at least a year. I was just joking the other day, and then I said, you know, the government never announced, like, COVID is done. There's reports, like, it's still out there, like, this nefarious thing in the shadows or whatever. But I really feel like over now, what happened was uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, and then we didn't hear about COVID nonstop because we had we had like two years. The only thing that major media did was they said COVID, 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 uh, the sky is falling, and then anything outside of that was about uh, oh Kim Kardashian is uh, buying another purse and Kanye got a haircut. And I, <laughs> I I think that's what media has gotten so dumb. We're I mean we're gonna tackle all this in the podcast, but I, I am I am consistently nauseated by major media and again i'll say i'll stress the the left-wing idiots they are idiots and the right-wing idiots are also idiots and so you, you're not going to be able to like tie me down there's things i'm very conservative on obviously we're we're, we're pro-gun we want to protect our families and there's things that i'm i don't even know if it can be considered liberal i don't care if gays get married things like that i i have landed on libertarian throughout my adult years but as far as COVID is concerned, I feel like it's done, or as 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 done as it can be. And I never heard from the government. Uh, we don't have to do masks anymore. I feel like society just decided like we're not doing masks. So I, right. I practice at a lot of hospitals. I'm a traveling doc. I practice at a lot of hospitals around the country, and um, all of them. I want to say all of them are still saying you know you have to do the mask. Uh, but I don't really feel like they're insane about enforcing it now versus a year or two years ago. You know, we had the, we had the full are you, on. Are y'all still biohack. masked up in hospitals? So I, 
I think every place I go to, all the hospitals I go to, they have that, you know, you need to wear a mask the whole time that you're here. But I don't feel that they're strongly enforcing it. And those of us that that got immunized, those of us that, that got the shot, whether we were forced to get the shot or whatever, are kind of kind of feel, most of us, I think, I don't want to speak for everybody, uh, we got the shot. That The purpose of the shot was maybe to not do the mask. Uh, Quote-unquote, the new variants, I'm not seeing. I mean, Delta Delta was a blip that we started seeing a lot of people die. That was August of, August, September last year-ish. There was a Delta blip. And then I feel like she's um, seeing less and less death reports and less and less death reports. And uh, now we're in full-on flu season. Not a good time to go to an emergency room or a hospital. And so this is status quo every year, January, February, right around after from right around after Thanksgiving to right around leading up to spring break. If you work in a hospital, that's not the best time to work in a hospital because by and large, the nursing homes are just going to be sending every 90 year old man with a cough. They're like, oh, you got to go to the hospital. So right. that's very status quo. It's been that way for a long time. But COVID has certainly ramped up the, the fear mongering. So I am not living in fear of COVID. I will wear a mask at work if they force me, but, you know, I got the shots. And so I feel like that was the purpose of the shots was to not wear the mask. So going back to COVID, you said it's been about a year since you did a, a death certificate for it. it. What, during, I guess, the height of it, what's the most you had to do in a day? Oh, geez, I can tell you, because um, I was getting called out to, I got called out to El Paso emergency, like, please get out here right now. Like, they gave me a call and, and like, put me on a plane the next day. That's very rare that that would happen. Tennessee, outside of St. Louis, if, in my experience, uh, there was a place uh, in Houston, just outside of Houston, that was very just slammed i never saw that it was it looked like a civil war hospital there was people on gurneys like in the hallways up and down um it was not like it is now where you you know you get sick and you get a you get a room for a patient it was just like gurney to gurney you know it was it was crazy and the uh i remember like because i work 12-hour shifts and so i remember pulling into the parking lot every day on that job every every day or night on that job and the parking lot was slammed like the hospital was handing out free morphine or something and you would go into work and it was slammed and then you would you would go home and then you'd come back and it was still slammed and uh that you know that was the craziest part so i think at my craziest i was doing at least one a day one every other day and um i really for what I do, I really shouldn't be seeing more than 14 in one shift is a lot. Because, again, it's 12-hour shifts. 14 is a, is a lot, a lot. Uh, but my record in the last year or so is 30. I'm, I'm well over 10 years as, a, as an attending physician, well over a decade. So I've earned all my gray hairs. But So, yeah, worst COVID ground zero for me was uh, – about a year into COVID, and then that was maybe maybe one every shift or so. But again, that was the worst one. So, wow. Yeah. Well, let's turn this to a lighter mood and get into, I kind of did an or section here of what do you, because you're a huge music buff. Um, 
what are you currently listening to or or what are you currently watching that uh everyone else should be listening to or watching love love uh love rock and roll i'm a rock and roll guy from head to toe um i i'm listening to all things crosby just because we just lost uh david crosby and on top of that uh i didn't know until the last week or so that the guy had a liver transplant which by the way completely explains why he made it to 81. I don't think there's a lot of musicians from the 60s, 70s making it to the ripe old age of 81. But he got a liver transplant, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. So uh, a lot of David Crosby these days, and uh, workout playlist is is very metal. Like I feel like any any time I need to get moving, I need really good guitar and drums. I'm a simple man, and uh, I feel like there's not a Really what's, like, what's your go-to metal band for the workout playlist yeah yeah i need i need good guitars and good drums so workout playlist forever and ever has been tool and uh the melvins by the way tool has best drummer in the business uh danny i always forget his his last name but uh drummers for the last 30 40 years way back in the day it's keith moon and then there's rush so neil pertz and uh I'm trying to think who else, but yeah, Tool in the last 20, 30 years, he's he's our generation's best drummer, and I've seen them live a number of times. He's amazing. Uh, Melvins are great because they have two drummers for the last, I don't know, four or five albums at least, and so you need to get that blood flowing. You want to like max out on uh, on leg day or whatever. Tool, Melvins, just uh, just anything good good guitar and drums. And then show-wise, I just got in, well, fairly recently. And by the way, I want to give the caveat that I am not good with uh, TV shows because I don't have a good attention span. And so when these things are like four, five, six, seven seasons, good good luck. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to drop off. Yeah, I don't, ha I don't have it in me. I really don't. Eventually, I'm just like, ah, I don't care about that guy. Uh, but I am, I am on the third and final season of Dark right now, which is a German show on, um, on Netflix. One, one of a bunch of awards and it's very, it's very, it's, I feel like it's kind of a European version of Lost and I hate, I hate Lost for so many reasons, mainly the last season, but, uh, that's, that's where I've been. And, uh, I think Sean and I have the same affinity that we feel like our, our uh, dad's sin is a uh, grilling, just grilling. You got your got your music going. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. I've got a theory that uh, you got a barbecue to Creed, Nickelback. Oh, yes. How could I? How could I forget? <laughs> Grunge '90s music. <laughs> you can't. You can't put like. <laughs> Nickelback and Creed in the realm of grunge. There's no, I'm, well, I'm, I'm just looking around my house. Creed, I have, I have all these. Any 90s grunge will work. You know, a little <laughs> Pearl Jam with your brisket. Yeah, I have uh, vintage posters around my house of Nirvana and Soundgarden. I, I do some, a little bit of uh, rock art on the side. And um, yeah, I feel strongly that you cannot in any way, shape, or form put Nickelback in the in the realm of Nirvana Soundgarden. Aren't they Canadian? Those... Nickelback, I feel, is Canadian. And then also, uh, I think Avril Lavigne married one of those guys, and I had a huge Avril Lavigne crush forever. Oh, they are. She married, Nickelback, she married, she, Canadian she married band, a, Alberta. Uh, yeah. I think maybe Canada peaked at CCR, right? What, I thought what, CCR I mean, was I'm... Louisiana, weren't they? I think CCR has at least one Canadian 
Right? If Canada can't claim if Canada can't claim CCR, I'm gonna say they they maxed out at, at uh Brian Adams, maybe. I mean, I know they're excited about Celine Dion, but whatever. Oh, no. El Cerrito, California, a lower middle class suburb in San Francisco's East Bay. John Fogarty, Stu Cook, Doug Clifford. Huh. No they're, idea. But but CCR, none of them are from Canada. They're not they're not Canadians. It doesn't look like it. it looks like all Californians. I don't know. Maybe they were like transplants out of Canada. I don't know. I uh, for some reason, I don't know. I, I had a feeling one of them was from Canada, but I I want to I want to give that to all the dads out there. Like maybe the most zen that you can get is out on your grill, and uh, it's just you and you got you got your uh, your steaks or your fish or whatever, and then you got. I mean, I I wouldn't go with Nickelback, but you know whatever <laughs> whatever whatever blows whatever blows your hair back. But yeah, lots of lots of David Crosby lately. And I'm very bummed because I am a music guy and I feel like at least the last decade, I feel maybe like the last two decades, horrible, absolutely horrible. And we're the, we're the country that invented rock and roll and we landed on auto-tune and uh, booty music. And uh, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, that's that's the world. That, the world that we live in now is stupid, idiot reality TV people or making primetime news. Oh, Kim Kardashian, uh, she, she bought some she bought some high heels. What? What is going on? And then everything, it's, every year it just gets dumber. The music gets worse. And so that's that's the joy of getting older is you're like, yeah, whatever. And you just take a huge <laughs> step back. Well, and that's where, I guess on my end, as far as listening, I don't listen to a whole lot of uh, music anymore. Literally my driving to the courthouse driving to the office it's it's podcast or sports talk radio you know i'm here in dallas and the cowboys just fell out of the playoffs so that's been the talk of the town but as far as tv uh have you checked out or watched um the new the last of us series on hbo i just watched one of them um because uh we have we have uh, some some gamers in the house. So I don't know anything about the gaming background, but I did I watched the first episode. I like I like the Mandalorian actor. That guy is great. Mm -hmm. Um he uh and then yeah, I think all the actors on that show got it done. So as of right now, with only one episode under my belt, I'll say acting, directing, cinephotography, they're all getting it done. It's all great. I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna watch the, the episode two or whatever they're on right now yeah i think uh two came out this last sunday and episode three will come out this weekend the uh the writer of that craig mason he wrote uh chernobyl in 2019 it was on Love hbo chernobyl. so good that was the best thing that i watched that whole year yeah same thing that's i was like that to me, it was one of the best series, and it's not long. It's, what, a six or seven episode series. Uh, absolutely brilliant, uh, the way that was done and, and how they filmed it and the writing. Um, and then my, I don't know what you would call this, uh, weird show that I'm into is Below Deck, which is a Bravo show. It's a reality uh, show. I'm I'm a, I'm aware. I'm aware. I had I had a I had a crush on one of the one of the castmates forever and they they all kind of run together after a while. It's like, "Oh, that's the that's the giggly blonde girl." And like there's like 15 of them. So I can't, and they 
they all have like I'm Stacy with an eye. I'm Stacy with two eyes. I'm like, all right, I got it. it's yeah. just. So, it's great to see these no. like suit. This is going to be your what sh- USS Shiner yacht. <laughs> You're going to have <laughs> your cast and crew on there, uh, on below deck on Bravo. But it's just I don't even know. I think it's the wife got me into it. It's I watch it for the drama, the bickering and fighting of the staff, and watch them deal with these like super wealthy people and. Uh, some of them are like, hey, cool, you know, I'll have chicken nuggets and french fries, and the other's expecting, you know, an eight-course uh, world-tasting menu that takes four hours, and then they just want to, you know, bitch and complain about the length of time for dinner. I will uh, I, I will fully embrace any kind of juxtaposition that I'll watch. Uh, oh, look at these yacht people, and I'll never be a yacht person, like, uh, oh, look at that yacht, it only has one helipad. Garbage! <laughs> right? So... I'll never know that kind of wealth, but then, so I'll watch that for a while and I'll be sad. I'm like, I'll never know what it is to have a yacht with four helipads. And I'll immediately switch over to like intervention where it's just like, I can't stop shooting heroin. I'm like, ah, here we go. I'm not that guy. I'm better than that guy. (laughs) So I'm not, I'm not yacht guy, but at least I'm not like, I, uh, I sold my baby for heroin guy. And I feel like the glass is half full. Like, okay, that's good. Have you looked up what the price is on that? It, I think they said like the average cost to rent one of those uh, is like one hundred and fifty thousand for a week. For and a yacht? For one of those yachts on below deck. Like if you were going to take your family, uh, right. it's insane. Like one hundred and forty thousand, one hundred and fifty thousand for a week of that. I could. Yeah, but you could you could find. I don't know what their limit is. I'm going to assume that like. You could probably, I could find 10, 20 people. I could, I could find 50 people to like all chip in. So I don't know what they're, I'm just like, we'll put bunk beds in the cabins, man. Let me and my 50 friends chip in on this and we could, we could maybe do it. Yeah. You know, I'd be, a, at the same time, I'm like, man, I just can't justify that. I could use Dr. Blom's Hilton points and go stay in Vegas for nothing. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, that'll be the next, the next thing. Well, you know, with uh, COVID and everything, the hotels took a hit and the airlines took a hit. I got to feel like the yacht people are going to take a hit and eventually they're going to be like, you know what? Uh, 150 grand a week, uh, 40 grand a week. Come on. And like, okay, You're like we're going to, we're going to get there. Capitalism is going to rear its beautiful head. Yeah. Wait till we get the, uh, the electric solar yachts where we don't have to pay for fuel. Uh, you know, I think that they've, they've just really missed the boat on all of that. The U.S. imprisons more people than any country in the whole world. We could have those guys running on treadmills, you know, in like eight-hour shifts, and we would never have to worry about energy. The energy crisis would be done overnight. That is an interesting take. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it on that because I, I am uh, definitely needing to make a mad rash mad rush to the bathroom i want to say thank you to anybody that that got in on this very uh, our maiden voyage this is our maiden voyage yes and uh i'm i'm thrilled we're gonna get better everybody i want you to to like you know uh insane cat ladies don't worry like my you know from my heart to your heart we're gonna we're gonna get better just give us a little bit of faith a little bit of time 
It is. And, um, you know, again, we th- I want to thank everyone as well. And we haven't this officially decided on a name for this yet, but I think the going name right now is a doctor and a lawyer walk into a podcast. So I expect that is what the official name is going to be. And we will have to figure out how to put this on all your Apple, Spotify podcast feeds right. so we can uh, get this out there to the world. I can't confirm this, uh, but uh, there's a rumor going around that we're going to have uh, Tom Hanks on okay. this next episode. So again, it's it's, it's being floated out there, but uh, everybody just you know, hang tight. It's uh, it could happen. All right, I guess we'll see you next week. All right, God bless everyone.